What's up, everyone? Dustin Bass here with just a quick little request. If you enjoy our podcast, could you do us a huge favor and leave us a rating and a review? The reason we ask you to do that is because when we get more ratings and reviews, more people are able to find the show. So if you're enjoying the content that we're putting out, we would greatly appreciate if you helped spread the word. So leave us a rating, leave us a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. Thanks so much. And let's get on with the show. Okay, are you ready, Dustin? Uh, let's do the Sons of History podcast, but be careful what you say because the government might be listening. That's true. Do you even want to do this episode then? Let's do it underground. Co- let's cover. Let's cover our faces while we do this podcast. Yeah. Oh wait, this is radio. Wait a minute. Take any. Where's your mask? You don't have a mask on. I, it's in the other room. See, my mustache covers up my face like a mask. Well, so my, my eyeglasses, uh, you know. It, there you go. So if somebody sneezes in my face, it It'll, protects my eyes. Yeah. It's like I could go to the gun range and, and wear these glasses. So it should be good enough to protect me from... Yeah. If it, can, if it can block bullets, it can block spit. That's right. That's right. Hello, everyone. I'm Dustin Bass. And I am Alan Joaquin. And we are the Sons of History, and we are going to be talking about what is going on, um, sort of aftermath of the decisions that are being made by our federal, state, and local governments, and how these are infringing, just let's just call it what it is, infringing on the rights of Americans, just flat out. I know we're in the middle of a crisis, I know we're in the middle of a pandemic, but it doesn't change the fact that the government has and continues to overstep their bounds. Yeah, so we are going to have to discuss safe public safety mm-hmm. versus our freedoms. So yeah. uh, that is a topic because I know that people are always going to say, hey, man, if all these people get sick, then it overwhelms our medical staff mm-hmm. and hospitals. And that affects me. So therefore, I have a I have a say in the matter. So. Right. That's something. Yeah. And, and this is one of the things that we're going to be talking about, rights versus safety. Um, and do we surrender our rights uh, to help lower the spread or the risk of catching this disease, this sickness? Or do we let the people, you know, self-govern? Well, you know, we'll, so. we'll discuss someone like the South Carol- South uh, Dakota governor. Yeah. Her point was well made. I, I liked what she had to say, but but we will bring we'll bring that all into the uh, story. There we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So if you want our book and movie recommendation for this week, go to our Facebook page and check out our Facebook live that we do every week. Um, well, at least we try to every week. You are on the verge of putting the kibosh on that because I don't know why you just weren't filling the uh, Facebook live this, this morning. I, yeah. I just wasn't feeling it. I, you know, there are some days when I'm like, ah, yeah, let's do it. And then there are others. I'm just, I think, I think this whole pandemic, I, I'm really tired of sitting at home. Well, I know it, I need to, and it, and it is voluntary, but mm-hmm. I, I just, I want to be around people and I'm yeah. just kind of, yeah. So know. that would have been, I would think that would be an opportune time for you to at least quasi be around people. And speaking of quasi, mm-hmm. quasi war. The quasi anyone? wars. All right, let's talk about some moments in our nation's history when the government has gone too far. 
um, has outright defied American civil liberties. Rights versus safety. Must they be mutually exclusive? That's a good question. Now, before we go into this, I want to dedicate this podcast to my good friend, Marlene DeVia. Mm -hmm. She lives in New Jersey. She's very sick. I believe she had a stroke. Uh, She has respiratory problems. And her doctor said, if you catch COVID-19, you're dead. Well, she had a stroke. They had to rush her to the hospital, which is the worst place you want to be. So, Marlene, get well. This is a better world. This is a better world with you. Mm -hmm. Uh, We need your expertise on George Washington. She has been on numerous occasions, been someone who I turn to for information on George Washington. So um, when you get better and when you're listening, we want you to hear this podcast and know that it's that we're dedicating this podcast to you. That's right. That's right, Marlene. Yes, please do get better. Uh, A good friend of the show. That's right. Um, So quasi war. Mm -hmm. This is only into the second presidency. Yes. Early into our country's existence. Right. Because and they were mad that we were not supporting them uh, against the war with Britain. Well, I'm talking about, uh, I'm talking about, yeah, yeah. The, I mean, yeah, the quasi-war, the war, but yeah. I'm talking about the, the change in, like, John Adams. The John Adams decision, mm-hmm. the Congress's decision, mm-hmm. or at least consent, to this, um, this law. Right. And again, it was because, you know, France helped us out in the Revolutionary War. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the king who was in charge... The guy really lost his head. I, yes, he did. So did his wife. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, let's, they wanted to have their cake and eat it, too. That they did. Let them have cake. Uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, France was kind of upset with us because we did not want to get entangled in a war. We had an entangling little alliance with them, and... Uh, Washington didn't want to get into a war with them, and uh, Jay, um, John Jay signed a treaty with them, mm-hmm. but it went, off, it went into John Adams's presidency, and they started um, capturing our ships, mm-hmm. and so we had a quasi-war with France. It was an undeclared quasi-war, yeah. and, you know, John Adams responded um, a lot, of, mostly because the people were mad at the French for attacking our ships. Right. And the, the Congress was saying, we need to do something. And one of the things we have to do is protect our country from the enemy within. Mm-hmm. Uh, sympathizers. Right. Yeah. Of France. And Thomas Jefferson happened to be one of those sympathizers. Mm-hmm. Not so much against the United States, but he just did not want a war with France. Yeah. And he was upset that we didn't pay our debt to France. Mm-hmm. And Washington's reason was, well, that was under a different government. Correct. So um, Thomas Jefferson was disappointed in Washington and Adams, how they were dealing with the French. And then we have the Quasi-War, which led to the Alien and Sedition Act, which was what? It was targeted towards the French living in this country, that you could not speak out against the government, that if you came across as undermining our government, undermining our country in any way, Boop, they put the kibosh on you. Any speaking against it, any printing against it, which mm-hmm. was a direct violation of the First Amendment. Correct. So there you have that one. Now you move on about uh, 65 years later, 60, 60-something years later into mm-hmm. the Civil War, mm-hmm. and you have this chaos going on. 
an absolute anomaly in this nation, obviously. So you're like, okay, what do we do? Well, Congress hadn't suspended habeas corpus during this rebellion, uh, which is stated in the Constitution. So Abraham Lincoln went above and beyond the Constitution, went against the Constitution, and suspended habeas corpus himself. He directed the military um, to start taking in people who were against the Union during the effort. Um, And that was against the Constitution. Congress was like, hey, uh, you can't do this. Mm -hmm. And Lincoln ignored them, and so did the military. Yes. I mean, that's, I think, one of the worst decisions that a president has ever made in this country, Mm -hmm. because this is what the tyrants of Europe did. Right. You can't defend yourself. You're thrown in jail, and... That's, That's it. it. You have no way of defending yourself. Right. You can't have that. And your representatives speak out against it, and it's ignored. Mm-hmm. Because you are the commander-in-chief. You have the power of the army. That's scary. I mean, that's what... Yeah, exactly like you said. That's what dictators do. They say, well, we've referenced the 1824 Constitution in Mexico. Yeah. And that's exactly what Santa Ana did. Yeah. He said, well, I've got... And as... Maximus Decimus Meridius, you command the loyalty of the army. Mm-hmm. And so that Santa Ana commanded the loyalty of the army. He said, forget yeah. this constitution. Right. We're getting rid of it. Now, Lincoln didn't say that, but he said, by God, I'm going to do anything and everything I can within or without of my power, apparently, mm-hmm. to preserve the union. Yes. Bad precedent, though, to set. Yeah, and we still, there are still reverberations, reverberations, however you want to say it. <laughs> how, how do you want to say it? Uh, <laughs> we still, the rippling effects are reparations, still. Reverberations, reverberations. Reparations, reverberations, I think is that the, is that the I right word? I think so, yes. Uh, still correct. being felt today. I mean, uh, it. It was not, not it was not a good scene, and it I believe it took the Supreme Court to finally put a stop to Lincoln and saying you cannot do this. This is a violation of anything that uh, you, you why have a Bill of Rights? Why have a Constitution if you're going to push that? Because you, you have what is it the Fifth Amendment, where you you don't have to speak against yourself the mm-hmm. the right to a, a trial by jury. Uh, and then you have all the other rights that follow it about the uh, uh, trial by jury right. um, of your peers. Yeah. Uh, and these guys can't these were just kept in prison. Self-incrimination, yeah. uh, right to a speedy trial. That's, yeah, that's nuts. Uh, to, to, have yeah. All those, to have all those violations just in the first Ten Amendments alone. To be secure in your person yes. or in your property. Correct. Yeah. And then, you know, you have the Ninth and Tenth Amendments, too, which mm-hmm. he really was not a big uh, supporter of. Yeah. Um, so. You know, there, there's the argument that's made that uh, does a state have a right to secede if it wants to? But that's that's another subject. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he, he ignored that also. Yeah. So, so there were quite a, quite a lot of things that happened during the Civil War that had they been kept in place, our country would not look anything like what it was intended. Mm-hmm. So, but it continued. It didn't stop there. Uh, World War I. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we declared war uh, on Germany in August, I'm sorry, in April of 1917, just within a matter of days, there was, um, uh, it, it was a sedition act against the Germans. If you were a, a male 
14 years or older, and mm-hmm. you were uh, either a citizen or, um, and the, the word denizen, I've never even used that word, mm-hmm. but uh, natives, citizens, denizens, or subjects of the German Empire became alien enemies. Uh, you know, Dwight Eisenhower was of German descent. I don't know where his, he was born uh, in this country, obviously. I still don't know where his loyalties lied. Eisenhower? Yeah, yeah I know. It's, it's the things Sorry, that he no did. Good. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, you know, he was born in, uh, I think, in Kansas or Texas, one mm-hmm. of the two. But um, you have to ask yourself, what about his parents? Would they yeah. have been considered alien enemies? Exactly. Um, um, and then, and, and then to... later on, women were then, women also uh, of German descent from 14 and older were also... Added in. They were also added in. So that, that Sedition Act was a continuation of what was taking place in the Quasi-War mm-hmm. um, to the point where you couldn't speak against what was going on in the war effort. You couldn't speak against the military. You couldn't speak against the government. You couldn't say anything against the flag or the Constitution or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was punishable um, by you know a prison sentence or a massive fine. Uh, so, yeah. And so was so was Alien Sedition Act of... Uh, the 18, early 1800s under mm-hmm. John Adams. It was a fine or a prison sentence. You know, there was so. a man who spoke out against the war. His name was uh, Eugene Debs. Yeah, he's, um, I believe, one of your favorite uh, historical characters, right? No, he was a socialist. Yeah, exactly. Now, That's what I meant. I, I do not like socialists. What? I don't like them, I but don't know about that. we have to give them their rights, too, to speak. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at Bernie Sanders. I do not like Bernie Sanders, but Bernie Sanders has a right to speak. Yeah. But the Bernie Sanders of the early part of the 20th century, Eugene Debs, was thrown mm-hmm. in prison. Yeah. Now, he, uh, he ran for president while he was in prison, mm-hmm. and he still received close to a million votes. There you go. Now, that, was, was, about, that was just prior to World War I. That's half the American population. Uh, well, in this <laughs> Revolutionary War, yes. But now, go. granted, this was in 1912, but yeah. back then there was kind of, uh, you know, there was kind of a red scare, even in those days, um, because Lenin, you know, in 1905, Russia, you know, we're, we're moving off the subject here, but in 1905, there was kind of a communist yeah. revolution, and so there was socialism and red scare right. and all but that. There's always the, the, the ability to justify... Any action. Correct. Uh, World War II, internment of the Japanese-Americans. Yeah, that... Uh, that was not good. No, 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 no. And, and they were some of the greatest, most loyal fighters we ever had. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, they did have to fight in the European theater, uh, but um, that, there was that one unit that I think was the most decorated unit um, in the uh, entire American army, yeah. and uh, their casualty numbers were incredibly high. Because they were, they loved this country, and they wanted to prove their love to this country and their loyalty yep. to this country. Yeah. Uh, so that was against the Constitution, mm-hmm. obviously, um, against uh, being secure in your person, um, being secure in your um, your property. So they were just picked up, taken off to California, set in, de- in detention camps or internment camps. Um, no right to trial, right. no habeas corpus, right. no nothing. So complete violation, mm-hmm. all in the name of we've got to protect our citizenry. And I think um, that was the reason why after 9-11 that our country did what it did, where they were suggesting, oh, let's build a mosque uh, right down the street from 
where the World Trade Center once stood, mm -hmm. because that way the terrorists don't win. And, I, and we allowed more immigration of Muslims. Mm -hmm. um, they would, uh, when, when the um, TSA would search people, they would search old women, young little girls, so that they would not appear as as if they were just picking people, right? Yeah. So that it won't look like it's a repeat of 1942. Yeah. Um, so it kind of went the opposite direction. I, I don't know if that was really the, the wisest thing, but yeah. they did have the Patriot Act. Yeah. And that was imposed on all Americans. Yeah. Uh, the USA Patriot Act was something that really just a complete infiltration of privacy. Um, and by God, if you were just labeled by anybody uh, within the um, intelligence agencies, um, within uh, like law enforcement as a terrorist, even if you weren't, well, goodbye to your rights. Like they were able to listen in and do pretty much anything that they wanted to. Uh, and this has continued on um, every every time it's supposed to expire. Mm -hmm. It's revoted in and mm -hmm. put up again. Uh, so this is something that we are continuing to live with. Yeah, Edward Snowden confirmed some of our greatest fears yeah. that everything that we discuss over the phone or our emails is being listened to yep. or, or read. Um, so, and, and I remember a friend of mine um, saying, well, what does it matter? I'm not doing anything wrong, so who cares? Yeah. And I'm but, like, that's... That's not how it not works. The point. That's like That's having not, a, yeah. It's not. It's how like it having a cop follow you everywhere you drive, and the cop goes, "Well, as long as you don't, you know, yeah. do anything wrong, what do you care?" Oh, He's, you didn't use a signal. Yeah. Woo! Pull them over. Exactly. Like it's it's just harassment. That's what it is. It's that is constant what it is. harassment. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, like, I keep running into this conversation, which is why we're having this conversation. Is well. It's for the betterment. It's for the protection. It's for security. It's for the good. It's like, but you were setting a precedent. The, the government never takes something away momentarily and then gives it back. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't happen. And, and the USA Patriot Act is a, is a good one. Um, you know, we, we're going to visit the, the ones we just talked about as far as like civil war and different stuff like that. They never take a right away mm -hmm. and give it back full-fledged. They always have stripped something. Let me ask you this question. Mm -hmm. Because I'm not 100% against the Patriot Act. I'm not 100% for it, but I'm not 100% against it because mm -hmm. there, there is an enemy within. There are sleeper cells in this country. And we don't even know how many uh, uh, plans have been disrupted because we can listen in on them. Mm -hmm. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I certainly don't want to be a victim of a terrorist attack. Right. And I, I kind of like the idea that if you are a visitor from, say, I'm going to throw it in, Saudi Arabia, and you come in and you find a wife and you bring her here, and then you start shooting up people out in California. I mean, I know our government was following them. Granted, they, I don't think they did anything to protect us because they, you know, they, pulled, they assaulted the people anyway. However... That's only one that we know of where they actually executed the plans. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many other plans. We keep hearing about this these group of, of men from uh, some Muslim community, the sleeper cells of some sort, where they're planning an attack here or an attack there 
we find out about it, we disrupt it, and we arrest them. Mm-hmm. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Well, that's one of the things that I, I wrote about the other day in the Epic Times. Like, there are no solutions. Mm-hmm. There are trade-offs. And it's one of those things like, what are you willing to sacrifice for your security? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, common you know, sense, I think, needs well, to come in. Well, the thing is, like, how often was this taking place? This was never taken. This had never taken place before 9-11. Mm-hmm. We weren't doing this before 9-11. I don't like the way the and, TSA and, treats people. And why? I mean, were we? We were under the same threat. It's mm-hmm. still the same ideology. Mm-hmm. You know, it's still the same radicalism. So, do I feel that it's like you said? You don't. You're not a hundred percent for it. You're not a hundred percent against it. I think there are certain things probably in there. It's like a five hundred and something page bill mm-hmm. when it was first introduced. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff in there that is that is good that opens up things for the intelligence agencies to keep an eye on suspected terrorists or, you know, suspicious activity. But there's a lot in there that just says it's a it's a bl- sort of, you know, you really can't stand it when people do like a blanket statement. Correct. So you're like, uh, so this is just the way it is for everything. And you're like, no, it's not. That's like that's the exception to the rule if anything Mm -hmm. and i think this is sort of the case where you're just it's a blanket statement like okay um it it would be too difficult to do a so we're going to do b instead and so b just gives us carte blanche over everybody's conversation so for the patriot act we don't target muslims we just say everybody so Mm -hmm. this is why old women little girls are being targeted by the tsa this is why when I go to... Under the excuse that, well, it could be anyone. Yeah, which is stupid because uh, I think we need to use a little bit of common sense. I know if you go to Israel, if they see one of those, uh, I don't know, the Hasidic Jews, Hasidic Jews, if they see a Hasidic Jew, okay, they're, they're fine. But then you have a guy who shows up and he's from Ramallah or... Um, uh, Bethlehem or Nazareth, obviously. Jesus? No, no, no. Uh, oh. The Arabs, even Arab Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, then they're they're going to suspect. Okay, this is someone we need to question. Um, we well, su- I remember my grandmother, and God rest her soul. She she passed away a year and a half ago. She she was in her nineties. Mm-hmm. So there were twice. It was twice that the TSA pulled her aside. And made her sh- pretty much strip down. Because, and one of the main reasons, she had bobby pins all in her hair. It's just like, yeah, and it, yeah, you know, the thing kept dumb. going off. And it's just yeah. like, really? Use is this economy. what's going on? But, yeah. you know, if you have a government-run group agency like the TSA, typically you're not hiring the best of the best of the best. I actually, I've gotten into fights with the TSA on two occasions. Uh, one of them, I told the lady, because she was being such a bee, I told her, you are the reason why nobody likes the TSA. I told her that to her face. And yeah. boy, was she mad. Mm-hmm. But she deserved it. She absolutely deserved it. And the mm-hmm. second time was, I paid 80-some dollars to be one of those, um, the, the pre-check and what happens to me, the first flight, after I, I'm approved and I've got my pre-check number, first thing that happens to me after I get it, I get uh, called out. I get, um, you know, they do the, uh, um, 
the random mm-hmm. i'm one of the random people you want me to tell you why my last name the way i look i don't know yeah but you Your know what lebanese descent i i gave For all i, I was, know i, I could was be doing the, this show with a terrorist you know what i was the biggest I'm going to say Richard to the guy that was checking me. Yeah. And, and when, when his hand was on my, you know what, I'm like back and he goes, sir. I was like, don't touch me there. And I told him, and I was like, I'm going to just, I'm just going to be the biggest jerk yeah. to this guy. And I want everybody around to hear it. Right. And I was, and I enjoyed every minute of being a, a jackass oh, to them. Oh, I thought you were going to say I enjoyed every minute of it. No, no, I was. I enjoyed being. I in, I hope I ruined You're using the their whole day. hand there, Doc. Yeah, I know. I, you know, buy me dinner first. Yeah, but um, I wanted to ruin his day. I wanted him to be angry that night. I wanted him to go to home, go to bed angry about what I said to him, what I did to him. I think I did a pretty good job. What'd you do to him? Oh, I, I insulted him. I yeah. was like, don't touch me there, man. You're enjoying this too much. I mean, I was saying stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So. But you're no longer hyped up about it. That's good. Well, no. I mean, when I think about it. Yeah, <laughs> Only yeah. when I give it a moment's thought, eh, yeah, I so. become livid. Yeah. So. so uh, serenity yeah. now. Serenity now. Jerry. Serenity now. Serenity now. <laughs> you know, that never doesn't really work. No, it doesn't. But I owe you one. Uh, so the question is, can the people no longer self-govern? Are we, are we not allowed to self-govern? And I know that we've talked about a number of moments in time where we've had it to where the government says, no, the people can't be trusted. We must take their rights away from them in order to protect them from themselves. Right. And that is the... That is the country that we live in, and we will probably always live in. There will always be these moments in time because we are living in that moment in time right now mm-hmm. to where the government, is, uh, highly uh, in particular, the state and local governments are saying the people cannot be trusted, mm-hmm. so we must protect them from themselves. We must give them curfews. We must tell them how far that they can be from each other. We, can, we have to tell them where they can go. We have to tell the businesses how they can operate or if they can operate at all. Mm -hmm. And also we have to tell them whether they can go to, you know, houses of worship if they can go to church or their mosque or their synagogue. You know, I mean, we had this discussion where if you uh, jump out of a plane, I believe some insurance companies can say you are not going to be covered if you're going to be jumping out of planes, Mm -hmm. you know? And I, and I also believe that if you're someone who, who uh, rides a motorcycle um, or driving a car, if you ride a motorcycle and you don't wear a helmet, or you ride drive in a car and you don't wear a seatbelt, should you be ticketed for it? Mm-hmm. No, I don't believe in that. I do believe that if you are caught, if you, let's say, are pulled over for it, that you are flagged so that if you hurt yourself in an automobile accident or in a motorcycle accident, that you are not given priority mm-hmm. or equal status to somebody when we do have a pandemic, you don't, my insurance rates do not go up because you're in a motorcycle accident mm-hmm. without a helmet. You have to, you, you pay your own expenses. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I think that, that that tells people, okay, you have the freedom mm-hmm. to do what you want to do, but you pay the consequences. Yeah, I mean, if you want to be a tough guy yeah. and be like, I'm not wearing a seatbelt, uh-huh. I'm not wearing a helmet, okay, I think, and I agree with you, that is your American right. Mm-hmm. It's your God-given right to tr- to treat your body as you, you know, like, okay, this is what I'm going to do, and I'm not going to be restricted and restrained 
That's just not how I like to do things. Uh, well, yeah, well, there is a price to be paid. Correct. Possibly for that. What are the chances of, of these things taking place? Very, very, very minimal, mm-hmm. you know, very low percentage. And there is argument that it's like, well, the government likes to use that as a way to bring in funds. Right. And I, I have a hard time disagreeing with that. Um, just people just getting ticketed over almost anything. Correct. And there are, there are, you know, the government comes up with new ways all the time to tax us yes. to, to bring in new things like, okay, right. this is what we're going to do. And a lot of times it's for your protection. It's right. just like, no, it's just a method of income. That's mm-hmm. it. Um, so that's the, that's the issue at hand. It's like, can we get out of the nanny state? I think based on the questions that I see reporters asking President Trump, they are actually encouraging it Correct. when they're demanding that we have a blanket policy of stay at home mm-hmm. throughout the whole country. Yeah. And uh, there was one reporter that was saying, why don't you do that? Because we know Dr. Fauci would prefer that you do. And President Trump said, the reason why I don't is because we have the Constitution. Yeah. The governors can do it themselves. Um, there was the mention about the seven or nine states that don't have yeah. hmm? that, that are, are holding, holding out, out. Yeah. and he said, "Look, I know the I know the governors. I, I talked with them. They are all sparsely populated states. Mm-hmm. It's not like New York City or right. San Francisco, where everyone are piled up on top of each other. Yeah. You know, you go to Wyoming. You know, it's you like could you could drive half a million for people. Yeah, in you the could whole drive place. for uh, yeah, you could drive for miles and not see any human being. Yeah. Like, I mean, come on, people. Like, exactly. There's no." common this really pisses me off there's no common sense no that comes into it and it reminds me and i use this analogy all the time with people i used it the other day with a friend of mine and i've used it on this show it is exactly like class when you were in school uh-huh. and everybody was acting fine and the teacher was like all right um come 1 if everybody is acting right and everybody's doing their work we're going to go outside for 15, 20 minutes, right? And that's something that everybody looked forward to. But then you had one or two absolute idiots in the class who were like, I don't care what's going on. Ruin it for everybody because they're acting up, acting the fool. So what did the teacher do? The teacher didn't say, all right, we're all going outside. You two are going to go to the you know, principal's office or you're going to go into whatever. You're not going outside. Or you're coming outside, but you have to sit and watch everybody else play. Mm-hmm. No. Those two got to ruin it for the entire class. And that's the that's the world that we continue to live in. Mm-hmm. And I've made the the statement before in a in a far recent uh, far previous podcast episode is I said no one likes to be told what to do, but everyone likes to tell somebody else what to do. Yeah. And that's what we live in. Yeah. It's like, well, if New York and California and Texas and Florida and blah, 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 have to do this, all the states mm-hmm. have to do it. And I guess maybe it's under this idea of, or the guise of, it's fair, it's just fair, but it's stupid. That's, that's a dumb idea. Right. So on your point, I really wish these journalists would actually ask 
good questions. I keep hearing about all these stupid questions that they ask. I'm sure they ask some good questions, but I think they sort of follow the the idea of how uh, the post game or halftime reporters do their questions, and it's like the same stupid questions. Like, yeah. what are you going to do different this uh, the second half that you were doing first half? I I don't know. Play better. Play yeah. defense. Yeah. You know, like we already know what the questions are going to be. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's I I I've seen some. There was one one idiot reporter that asked this question or made a statement that Trump just let him have it. And he said, you know, you are you are optimistic about such and such. But, you know, there are a lot of people who are scared out there who don't who think that you are leading them on with false information and false hope. What do you say to those people? And Trump was like, I tell them that you're a stupid reporter, an idiot reporter, you know, uh, he has to be not only the commander in chief, but he also has to be kind of the cheerleader in chief exactly. with an optimistic. Yeah, some bring some right. hope. I mean, you know, if you if you watch some of uh, Franklin Roosevelt's speeches in forty one and forty two, when we were getting our butts kicked by Japan, mm-hmm. FDR was hopeful. He was optimistic. He's like, "We are going to win this. We are, you know, uh, what's his name, uh, uh, Sir Winston Churchill." They just yeah. got the they France were, was annihilated, and yeah. what does Churchill say? We will fight them in the fields. We will fight them on the beaches. Mm-hmm. We will fight them in the streets. We will never surrender. Never, 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 never surrender. Now, if the reporters of today were were in charge back then, oh my, gosh. oh woe is yeah, us. Yeah, but what about the Germans? I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, what this I happened know, under your? There's a lot of there are a lot of British people who are scared out there. Do you yeah. think that you're giving them false hope? Like, what yeah. in God's name are you talking about? It's like I want to say like, that without sh- hope. Just shut up. That's yeah. what I want to say to some of them. Shut up. Seriously. Yeah. Okay. I, I, you know, you have, you know, like Trump surrounds himself with people with differing views. Fauci and Bricks want like a complete shutdown. Yeah. But then you've got, you know, Pence's uh, task force that they're also thinking about the commerce, the economy, where, okay, Great, we can shut down every company in the in the country and force people to stay in their homes, and yeah, that will end the pandemic. But then we will have no country afterwards. Yeah. It's it'll be a, a we're going back to the medieval era. Zero foresight on a lot for a lot of these people. You, you got to think one dimensional. Yeah, you have to hear from differing groups. This yeah. is why an accountant shouldn't be a CEO. Yeah. You have to have the finance, you have to have the marketing, you have to have the management, all of them going in there right. giving their ideas. Yeah. And then the CEO and the president are the ones who have to decide, okay, this is the course we're going to take. Right. So what's going on in the world today? Let's talk about some crazy stuff that country leaders, national nation leaders are doing um, to combat the COVID-19, to combat the pandemic? Well, um, let's look at the Philippines. That's, uh, I, I do want to discuss what China has done, mm-hmm. but uh, the Philippines, um, he pretty much has a, uh, a, a shoot Oop. to kill, a shoot to kill order. Now, he he did say people who start riots. Right. Okay, I can understand that if you're a rioter or a looter, but um, he says anybody that's you know like uh, def- those who defy a lockdown mm-hmm. could also be potentially shot. Yeah. Th- that's that's, that, that's what China's doing now. We would not tolerate that. We yeah. in the United States. I don't 
like you're saying, I don't need a nanny state. I understand the consequences. It's, you know, it's if you, let's say you meet a girl and you don't wear protection, mm-hmm. okay? Now, it's not illegal, but you realize, you know what? There are consequences, consequences. if you don't wear protection of what could happen to you. And yeah. that's on you. Right. And And that's how it should be mm-hmm. but but to sit there and say let you know that's tantamount to in the philippines saying if you don't wear protection we are going We're to shoot, shoot you, you. Yeah. yeah and th- and that's so that's one of the extremes that mm-hmm. du- duterte if that's his name uh the philippine president Rodrigo. has a has a history of of being pretty brutal in the way he treats lawbreakers especially yeah. well the again, drug especially trade, against but, the yeah the drug the drug yeah. trafficking he killed thousands or yeah. he had thousands killed he didn't yeah. personally kill them but he gave the the green light now there was a guy that was uh, off of malibu beach a paddleboard yeah this is so ridiculous he gets arrested mm-hmm. um you know there's there's a big story on that he, he's out in the middle of the of the of the water leave yeah. leave the guy alone leave the guy alone for pete's sake you're gonna send three boats and then a whole host of cops on the beach uh-huh. To get one guy who's on a paddleboard, it's it absolutely insane. There's some other stuff uh, that uh, we jumped from Philippines over back to the U.S. wasn't expecting. I wanted to go. You want to go around the world first? Yeah. Okay. So uh, China, China, China is went, locking people up in their homes. Yeah. They screwed this whole thing up from the get go, right. and then all of a sudden they're going to beat their civilians, um, lock them up seal them inside their own home. They sent Some of them died. Five million of their own people, the people that in Wuhan, five million people who are celebrating the, the Chinese Lunar New Year. They, I don't know if they forced them out of the country, but they allowed them to leave the country. They didn't go to Beijing or Shanghai, supposedly. They went to Rome, Paris, London, mm-hmm. um, Madrid, New York, Seattle, the L.A. And, and look... Yeah. If you look at the uh, that John Hopkins map, yeah, look at it closely. Where is mm-hmm. most of it? It's the United States and Europe. Yeah, South America, Africa, much of Asia. They're mm-hmm. not hit. Yeah. Now this isn't a breakdown of the West. This is, in my opinion, and I'm going to say it. This is intentional targeting by China. They're going to be like Senator Palpatine, where they created a war and then they said, "Okay, we're the we. I have the answer to fix it." You know, and and let's keep the emergency powers in place because this war is continuing. Yeah, I know. I I no, know you don't you like know, it. When I want to. I want to give a moment of silence. No, no, we're not going to have a moment because of silence because I can guarantee there's some people who are thinking, Senator Palpatine, what? state is he from uh he's from naboo <laughs> is he from like, <laughs> he's from the state of naboo which is an african nation yes okay so so we we americans don't want to live in that type of society where china was the one who created this pandemic but then they used brutal methods of locking people up mm-hmm. in some of them in even in their own homes to stop the virus but you know was the cure worse than the uh Disease and the disease. Exactly. You never know. Um, and they also silenced a lot of people. Oh who, yeah. Who were yes. talking out of out of like mm-hmm. uh, this is not what the government wants. I find it very interesting that you're seeing a lot of that here in the U.S. too, from private private citizens that are like or private companies that you know if somebody says something like that is opposite of what um, people want the narrative to be okay it's just like stuff is taken off 
like I, the medium article that I posted and I was like, this is a really good thorough article mm-hmm. that was stripped down by medium because it was apparently against the narrative of what was more or less accepted and like, Oh no, this is, you know, and this author and scientist or whatever biologist, I can't remember. He was like sort of, you know, going up against all the points that this guy was making. Right. I'm like, okay, that's fine. That's called conversation. And I know this is a sort of a risky time, mm-hmm. but it's like, that's false information. So we got to eliminate it. Uh, I don't know. I mean, if you're throwing up statistics and numbers and everything and you're letting people to see it, you know, so all of a sudden you can only have one opinion, one narrative mm-hmm. that you have to abide by. That's something that I'm seeing here in the U.S. where people are like, you can't think like that. You can't say that. It's like, um, no, I'm pretty sure that I can say whatever I want to. But who knows? We may be getting to a point where we can't. So Serbia, this was a one that you sent. Serbia and Hungary, their states of emergency now mm-hmm. is like all power has been given into one man. They're, they're president. They're now a dictator. Mm-hmm. So he's dictating whatever. Um, anybody speaks out. This is something in Hungary. Like anybody speaks out or provides, quote unquote, false information that would be anti what the government's wanting to mm-hmm. be said. Mm-hmm up to a five year prison sentence. Um, and so it's like, yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on. Like, really? um, you know, like there's the fake, uh, uh, complaint that, uh, Trump said that, uh, the hoax, you know, you know, the one where he right, said, where, what, what he was saying that of- the, the whole pan, he goes, Oh, the pandemic is a hoax. And he didn't say that. What he mm-hmm. was saying is, is that his response that they're claiming is a hoax. Mm-hmm. And now, do I want these journalists to go to prison for it? No. Right. I mean, maybe reprimanded if they're giving false them information. to show personal responsibility. Yes. Just because right. you want it, though, doesn't mean it's going to happen. Well, it's... Okay, uh, who is it? Brian Williams. Mm-hmm. Brian Williams, I, I, if he went to prison, I wouldn't want him to go to prison for some of his false claims. Right. I, I think he got his just rewards, or just desserts, or whatever the hell you call it, but... He didn't go to prison, and, mm-hmm. and, and so I think the consequences of his lies, he got what he deserved. And now he's labeled as the guy you really can't trust. When Correct. He, what he says, right. he's just a guy who gets on there. He speaks well, he's professional, uh-huh. but he's a freaking liar. Right now, so. the, you know the the ones that are saying Trump is saying that the whole pandemic is a hoax. Mm-hmm. Okay, now the person who stated that. No, I, I'm not in favor of them going to prison or being locked up, mm-hmm. but they should be called out. And, and I do believe in being called out. I yeah, do believe you have to be. Y- you have to be, uh, you, you know, you, you need to, the consequences. Consequences of your actions, of the words you use, yes. But for some draconian policy of yeah. throwing someone in prison, right. no, absolutely not. There's a number of other places, uh, and we'll jump into the U.S. here, uh, but Israel, uh, they're using their counterterrorism technology to track individuals who are suspected of being infected. Mm-hmm. Uh, South Korea is tracking. Um, it's, there's a mandated GPS location device that you're mandated to use. Um, is that with a cell track, phone? Yeah, with the cell phone, which uh-huh. will track and punish those who are breaking quarantine. Uh, so do you remember it's just when like a lot of weird, crazy stuff going on. Do you remember when Josh was saying that 21, was it 21 million or 42 million or whatever? 21 million. 21 million cell phones were deactivated. Mm-hmm. And you cannot just deactivate your cell phone in China. Mm-hmm. So now there was a suggestion that maybe we should have something similar here in the United States. I don't know if you heard this. 
it was suggested that we have some sort of a tracker to make sure that, you know, um, if we, we can see where you're going, mm-hmm. I don't like that. You know, do who, not like you know that. who gets that? People who are under like house arrest. People who are actual Fine. You, criminals. If you violate, it, yeah. you know, it's bad enough that There's... they released criminals because, oh, we're afraid we're going to catch coronavirus. Yeah. Okay. And they released them out into the streets. Yeah. But then the There's a guy say, in here in Houston that was released. He's a, he's, he was a murderer. Yeah. He's charged with or, first. He's, well, hold he's on. Charged, alleged murderer. Alleged. For, charged with first degree murder. Uh-huh. Had a $60,000 bell. Mm-hmm. Right. And he was like, I'm afraid of catching coronavirus. They lowered it to $30,000. He made bell. Yeah. And he got up. Yeah, and the, the victims' families, or the families of the victims, are feeling victimized again. Right. But if I were to break curfew or something, then into jail. I'm in, I'm going to jail. Me. Well, we talked about that. 180 yes. days, like for business owners right. and bar, you know, restaurant bar owners, 180 days or a thousand dollar fine for what? For not um, ensuring that the social distancing is being right. abided by. Like, now, you know, the one thing I'm glad about living in Texas is that uh, uh, gun stores have been deemed essential. But I think in Pennsylvania, they they stated that they have to shut down. Okay, well, if there are criminals and we have chaos... If you got chaos, yeah. how are you going to defend yourself? Correct. You know, your cutlery? Well, I'm just glad I... I'm glad I live in Texas where there's yeah. sanity. So... Let's discuss the First Amendment real quick. Let's go ahead and read this off. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, okay? Okay. Or abridging abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. These things are being currently violated. Mm -hmm. Prohibiting, you know, the free exercise of your religion. Yes, in can't Florida, go to church. In Florida, a man, you know, of a very large church was arrested for holding services. Why? Because you can't have you can't have gatherings of more than 10, right? Well, But again, this comes down to personal responsibility. If you're personal going Personal responsibility, mm-hmm. you're defying an order, but what supersedes the order? What should supersede the order? You would think would be the Bill of Rights. Correct. The Constitution. The highest law in the, the land. High, the law of the land. Correct. So the founding fathers decided we, you know, the anti-federalists were like, hey, we don't want to sign on to this constitution unless there's a bill of rights. That was one of the sticking points. Mm-hmm. They decided James Madison finally jumped on board. It was like, okay, let's do that. So created the bill of rights. These are the bill. These are the amendments. These are the rights that are for everyone across the country, not just, you mm-hmm. know, in Washington, D.C., not just in New York, not just... This is for everyone. And then all of a sudden you have tons of state and local governments that are overreaching. Right. You They're, know, there's a, there's a meme right now that's being distributed. I don't know if you saw it, where it shows uh, the Founding Fathers um, gathering for the Constitutional Convention. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's something like, okay, all these rights are null and void if we have a pandemic. Yeah. And that's what's happened. Yeah. That is what is taking place. Um, and the right to peaceably assemble mm-hmm. can't can't do it anymore. Um, you, in a, in a lot of in a lot of states, you know, you can't. Now there are some states, including our own, uh-huh. where the governor has said houses of worship are essential. 
places that are essential. And I'm thinking you've got Walmart, Target, places like that, grocery stores that are considered essential for obvious reasons. Groceries, right? And toiletries, necessities, right? Well, houses of worship are essential too. Mm-hmm. Hence the reason why it was in the First Amendment. Although, obviously, the First Amendment, it was actually the Third Amendment that was written down originally, but it's the First yeah. Amendment yeah, now. Yeah, the first two... Uh... The first two were, you know, one has never made it. The other one, was I think, it? was done in the 90s. Yeah. So, but with that, it's still our First Amendment. And the first thing on there is about religion and the exercise thereof. And not prohibiting that, mm-hmm. and this all this stuff is in direct violation of that. Yeah. Now I think it's it's good that a lot of churches are recording the uh, the services, mm-hmm. which you know, look that that is the way to go. That that's showing personal responsibility. Correct. And and I think that that is the correct method of and doing. And I completely it. agree with what you just said. Yeah. Personal responsibility. Correct. So, um, we, you know, you you. you you can't scuttle your ship to save it. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That just doesn't work. And now I remember I mentioned something to you about a quote that Lincoln said, where, you know, it's something to think about, where Lincoln said that because of the Civil War, some of the stuff that he was doing was he was disrupting the ship. He would tear off a piece that was of importance to plug in a hole so that the ship would not sink. But he said, you don't leave it like that permanently. Mm-hmm. That It's just to get you to the port. To save the cargo and the uh, yeah. passengers, like was mentioned. Mm-hmm. But you, you don't make that permanent. I, I can understand some things that, you, you know, temporarily. And I think like the Patriot Act was supposed to be, that's not a... It was, uh, to, it was supposed to be temporary, had uh-huh. an expiration date. Right. Was signed back into law under the Obama administration. Right. Has but been re-upped keeps, again under yeah. the Trump administration. And you look at the Civil War, let's talk about that, the income tax. The income tax was strictly for paying for the war. Well, mm-hmm. we still have the income tax. The Great Depression, all these social um, yeah, social programs, security. All these social programs uh-huh. were just for that moment in time to deal with the Great Depression. Guess yeah. what? Still got them. Yeah. 9-11, the Patriot Act, still got them. The recession, we still have these you know, laws, the CFPB. Uh, the Consumer Finance uh, Protection Bureau still in place. It is unconstitutional because the president cannot just hire and fire, you know, the leader, the director of the CFPB, uh, because they, you know, want somebody else in there. They have to have a cause and present that cause in order to get rid of the director. Mm-hmm. And so all these businesses, these um, real estate, these mortgage companies, they are now under heavier restrictions. Because of the recession, guess what? That has continued on. Uh, so there's all of these crisis legislation. I wrote an article uh, about that, about the consequences of crisis legislation. And like I said earlier, the government never, ever takes away a right and then gives it back 100%. It's always going to be less than what it was. And it will always typically be under the guise of, well, we're trying to protect we're trying to secure. We're trying to do the, what's best for our citizens. Hence, Consumer Finance Protection Bureau. Mm-hmm. It's just a bureaucracy. Right. That's all it is. Uh, that has way too much power. They don't even have their, you know, they make their own money. 
They make their own freaking money. They make so much money off of these businesses that they find and they collect, you know, money from. They don't even, they don't even have a certain amount that they take from the government. This whole COVID-19 pandemic is uh, creating future potential problems. What's going to happen next time that there's another pandemic? Are we going to shut down? You know, we had that H1N1 pandemic. 61 million Americans got it. Uh, 12,500 died. I, what's going to happen in the next pandemic? You know, mm-hmm. th- this is going to set precedence. We, we really have to be careful. I understand the need to protect people, but are we going to shut down the economy mm-hmm. again? How long is this economy going to be shut down? Is it going to go to June, August, July, September? Mm-hmm. Uh, we cannot. You can't scuttle the ship to save it. Yeah. Because if you scuttle the ship, it's sunk. Yeah. And that's what we're going to do if our economy remains shut mm-hmm. down. No one's going to have money for anything. Yeah. And you're going to have riots. I can tell you that right now. You're going to have people who get desperate that are going to rob. They're going to steal. And I'll tell you this. I carry a gun on me. And if someone's going to try to uh, carjack me because they want my car you know, to sell it or for whatever reason, I'm going to defend myself. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have chaos. And then... Uh, that's just you know, what happened. Spiraling, it could spiral into something like The Walking Dead, where you know you're going to have a sort of tribalism. I'm not saying that's where we are now. We're far from it. Right. But if you, we have a 30% unemployment rate and it lasts for three months, people don't have savings for three months. Yeah. And where's the money going to come from mm-hmm. if we're going to supply these people yeah. with 100% income? We. You just can't. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. A friend of mine. And, and I've, I know people who are like, well, if we can just, you know, it's not always about the economy. It's not all, you know, like, look, I need you to understand this. It is always about the economy. Yeah, it is. Because a good economy allows you to do the things that are necessary to protect and to provide for your country. Correct. That's how that works. So people who are like, people who strictly think on like a corporate level and like everybody's a billionaire, like this nut job on Twitter, mm-hmm. this, you know, science fiction fantasy writer. Uh, she's got however many, like tens of thousands of followers and she's nonstop writing about stuff. And I referenced this in a Facebook live uh, video I did the other day. She's like, she's like, Republicans are making it seem like there's only two options one, the, you know, everybody gets the coronavirus and dies or the economy crashes and we all starve. She's like, well, there's a third option. Pay everybody to stay home. The, and this is the final line. The billionaires get a little poorer and we all live. And that is the, that's the mentality from a lot of people, especially a lot of people on the, on the left. Who don't understand who commerce do not, under they a don't business or the commerce. economy. They don't care about economics. Yeah. They think economics itself somehow is evil. Um, that making money, it, you shouldn't make money. And people who are working for like charities, like understand where your money is coming from. Mm-hmm. Your money comes from people who work hard 
to give you the money because they care about what you're doing. The economy shuts down, your freaking charity shuts down. Correct. Understand that. And so, yeah, the billionaires, wouldn't that be hilarious if it, this, um, this situation that we're in only affected billionaires? Wouldn't that be somehow miraculous? Well, that's not what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. The billionaires, well, yeah, they'll be a little poor, but they're going to be just fine. It's everybody like you and me and our listeners who are going to be suffering if this goes on. And then like a week later, if I, yeah, a week later, she says, we're heading towards a 21st century Great Depression. I'm like, sweetheart, really? Mm -hmm. Now reality is setting in? Mm -hmm. Now you're going to panic? Like... You know, one, one of the questions is, is, how many poor people do you know employ other people? I mean, right. you know, the, 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 the people who empl- that I work for are rich, mm-hmm. okay? Do I think it's fair that I work hard and they are taking home a hell of a lot more than I am? Yeah, I get a little upset by it, but you know what? I could go get my MBA and, 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 and get up there also in salary. Mm-hmm. I it just doesn't interest me it really doesn't right but but how many how many jobs have you gotten from someone who's in the lower quarter percent or the lower third it's the millionaires or the upper income people um that that provide the jobs yeah they need help they employ you and there you go and there's your work there's your job yeah. we, we are a free market system and we need commerce you know one of the reasons why we broke away from great britain was because of the merkin mercantilist policy mercantile mm-hmm. whatever policy that they imposed where uh you had to send your goods through london and you you couldn't buy anything from the netherlands or from yeah. france or from spain and it led to smuggling. Mm-hmm. That policy led to smuggling because people were going to defy the government. They knew commerce was an important aspect of, of the country. With commerce comes wealth. With wealth comes taxes, taxes, the government, and it's how it works. Yeah. It's cyclical. I mean, yes. It's just, so you, you cannot cycle, shut you down an economy. You cannot do it. Yeah. Because you're going to save, you know... Your your goal is to save How many five people, ten thousand yeah. lives, so you're going to kill off millions potentially with a famine. Well, you know, not only with that. with just complete chaos and right. I'm like, yeah, eh, like have a little bit of foresight. Now, I'm not a doomsday guy, but have some foresight on the potentials if uh-huh. this thing runs long. Yeah, I mean, because many, if it runs long, uh-huh. you're going to have a problem. The UK is already saying that they're worried about the um, isolation fatigue. Like people are already, thousands of people are going to the park, and we had to shut down the park now because mm-hmm. we told them only a few at a time, please. Mm-hmm. But people can't do it. Right. We are not made to be isolated right. and shut up in our homes. There's going to be a reckoning, and it's not going to be good. No, and there are a lot of people that I see them on the news. They interview them quite often. They don't have any money for rent. They don't have. I mean, and you know what? The landlords. You know, if I owned a, if I owned another uh, home, and I had renters, okay, it, that's costing me money to have them live there. They're using energy. Okay, uh, I'm I'm paying taxes for that land, for that home, uh, the government's going to want uh, me to pay for the taxes. 
I, I can't just let somebody live someplace for free. It's not a matter of me being heartless. It's a matter of, of, of you just whatever the word is, but just use some common sense because if you own 10 rental properties and they're not paying, guess what? You are going to pay for it. Mm-hmm. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So as we like to with every episode, we like to finish on a scripture. This one comes from the very beginning, Genesis 2, 16 and 17. And it says, The Lord God commanded the man, You are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat from it, you will certainly die. What does that say? Personal responsibility. Personal responsibility. Even God himself, the creator of all things, the creator of man, of this man, could have said, okay, I'm going to dictate everything that you're going to do. Mm-hmm. That's, not, that's not how it works. So even God himself is like, okay, personal responsibility. Here's what I'm advising you to do. And that's exactly, I mean, not exactly what I've been saying, but that's what I've been telling people a lot. Is it's like, look, you advise the people to do certain things, and then you just say, please do it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's going to be right out of control. So I think it's actually pretty good. Fitting scripture. Yeah, I think so. You know, God did give God did give us uh, free will. Right. I, the, you know, a lot of the rules are not like okay because I don't want you to have fun. Mm-hmm. It's because there are consequences. Like okay, if you steal, you're gonna upset the person who's who you're stealing from, and at the same time, if they harm you in defense, okay, you could end up getting killed. There are consequences, there are earthly consequences mm-hmm. for some of your actions. Yeah. So they're not murder, same thing. Adultery, same thing. There are consequences for the things that you do. So right. it's not just to be, you know, mean and, oh, he doesn't want me to have fun. Yeah. All right. Where can they find us? They can find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram. We also have our own website, www.thesonsofhistory.com. And you can also find us, you just had an article in the Epic Times, or you're about to release one? Well, I just had one, and now Mm -hmm. I've written one today and submitted it, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, I've kind of slacked a little bit, uh, because when this whole COVID thing started, um, I've, the amount of work, the amount of work. That you would have more time, I, but apparently not. No, no, no. I'm considered an essential employee, mm-hmm. so I've uh, the work has just mounted uh, exponentially because we now have people working from home, and we thought that people were difficult from the office. Uh, they're even far more difficult working from home. They don't know what they're doing, mm-hmm. and it has. I, I come home, I, I sleep, and that's it for me. So. And then we redo the whole thing every single day. So I have not written any articles for the Epic Times. Uh, you have, and I do plan on, I w- have been wanting to write two for the Texas Revolution because April 21st is coming up, and we are going to be talking to Dr. Uh, Stephen Harden. Who, That's right. Who wrote a couple of books on Texas, including one of my favorites, The Texian Iliad. That's right. And so, he uh, was a consultant on the movie The Alamo. That is correct. The one with Dennis Quaid and everybody. Yeah. Uh, so. Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob. So That's uh, right. So, yeah. good stuff. Yeah. Well, you got some good stuff coming up. Um all right, ladies and gentlemen, well, that is it for the show. We hope that you enjoyed it. I hope that you practice personal responsibility and 
You want to say anything? No. I didn't think so. 